All right. It's I mean, terrible. I'm just going to have to rock this without a keyboard because now it's covered in tea. So, it's oh well. fine. Just wait for it to dry. Uh, most of the keyboards, you can pull off all the caps, and then under there is mm-hmm. just a rubber mat you have to clean both sides of. Uh, this is uh, one of those Apple ones, like the really thin Apple one, so it's probably impossible to open it up. Oh, also, it's absolutely fucked. Yeah, so uh, I guess that'll be like an $80 mistake. That's fine. Uh, my child's it happens. on my two- on my laptop, so I'm like, oh, good, that's only $2,000. Yeah, I guess I'm lucky that it only hit the keyboard. Like, I knew I was going to eventually knock over my tea during recording. I just didn't know it was going to be today. are listening to Boku no Stop, a Mobius strip of garbage. I am your host, Chris Taylor, and with me is... Matt Marcus. Suke! What? I'm Fletcher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. That what was not... I didn't get it, but I didn't hear it. Did you do it again? Suke! Okay. I got you now. Hey, there that's, we go. I was gonna say, you have to know True Blood. That, that's the only thing I think of when I think of True Blood. Suke! Vampire Bill Compton. Alright, today we are discussing episodes 13 and 14 of Neon Genesis Evangelion, and last time we talked about episodes 11 and 12, in which we survived a blackout and caught a space monster. So, with that out of the way, let's get into today's episodes, starting with episode 13 in Angel's Invasion. So how much do you want to talk about how very budget this series of two episodes is? I mean, like, it really hits next episode way harder. Obviously. Next episode is way harder, but this entire one is a battle that takes place on view screens. I'm okay with that. Sure. Yeah, but it didn't feel like it, it was cheapening yeah. out in the same way. Like, it, it, it hit it better. It doesn't okay. feel cheap, right? It is cheap, but it feels exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like uh like Star Trek, right? Like it all happens in the bridge because it's one room and it's not that expensive. Right. Well, I I would put this more in the Star Trek fan film territory, but okay, I get your point. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying, right? Like you make it exciting through dialogue and like plot, not just throwing money at this screen. Yeah, this this was a very easy episode. Well, 13 was a very e- easy episode for me to watch twice because I knew I could just skip a lot of the countdown nonsense and just get to the character beats. <laughs> There's so many. This is a show about numbers ticking up and down. This is Yeah, no, seriously. Anime. Like that's like the one thing, the one criticism I have of this particular series is there's a countdown, it's going to stop at 1 every time you know it. It never stops anywhere else. <laughs> I don't know. The one started stopped at zero. Close. You know what I mean. It's a rounding error. Uh, Floating points are the worst. Christ, are they? <laughs> Always use big and then divide by ten. Sorry, multiply by ten. 
All right. Let's open up on Nerve HQ with Ritsuko and Maya, who is the lady of the Command Center trio. We know uh, all of the Command Center trio, except dude with the awful hair. Yeah. He looks kind of like Trunks. I don't know yeah, why that's my association. <laughs> like, Trunks with brown hair. Yeah. But future Trunks. Uh, oh, is, yes, future Trunks, not child. Trunks is the yes. don't shoot, he's not black guy, right? Whoa, what? What? Do you not know that line? <laughs> no. No. No! Okay, hold on. I'm going to get you, like, an actual bit of the Dragon Ball Super dub. Oh, no. You're going to have to play this audio in the podcast. I will. This will make sense in a moment, though. You will see why I reference that as if it's a thing that you would not be able to forget. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, it's hilarious I mean, to me that you know this and not Mr. Popo. Well, someone leaked this to me when the episode came out because they're like, this is the official dub. Uh, huh? This is for everyone you've killed! England murderer! Hold your fire! This man isn't black! What? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Up next. There was so many Cell ways you could have made that line the... make sense and not sound racist. And they chose none of them. I think that's intentional. I mean, okay, it might be intentional. But, <sighs> like, in a way that, like, are they in on the joke? Or is the joke that, look at how terrible this line is? I feel like they're in on the joke. Especially knowing that you have a tremendous black fan base for that show. That's a joke the... for that audience. Yeah, you're probably right. And, like, you know. It's definitely intentional, because that's not like a bunch of Japanese dudes write and voice direct the English dub, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, Toriyama Yikes. does not play diva and say he has to go over the scripts for this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's making too much money. He doesn't give a shit. Toriyama definitely doesn't play diva, Fletch. The The Trunks guy is um the one saying he's not black, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Is that like actual Trunks, or is that a different... You know what? It's not important. This is not a show. Of <laughs> no, no, no. That is actual trunks, but don't worry about it. Okay. His hair is a different. Co whatever, 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 whatever. Moving on. <laughs> Do you want me to explain it to you? No, I'm sure. becoming the Dragon Ball Z Lord guy now, and I hate it. <laughs> Actually, I, I will. I will have you explain it to me just for that reason. No, I'm good. <laughs> you, you sure he didn't just like decide to dye his hair like his mother's? Okay. So. <laughs> You know what? No, I'm not going to do this right now. <laughs> anyway, Misada shows up and asks if they have finished the Magi's checkup. And a... Hey, that's what you wrote. I'm reading it out of your notes. Let's, uh... Find and replace so so a Mazda quick. Miata showed up in Nerve. <laughs> Look, uh, I did can we just call her? Can we just call her uh, Misada for the rest of this episode? No, how dare you? <laughs> no, because I would want to die editing this. <laughs> we should just pick a word to m deliberately mispronounce every episode. That would be hilarious. I agree. Oh. All right, we'll talk that up off mic. Either way, <sighs> Misato shows up and asks if the Magi's checkup is done. 
just in time for the display to finish, and the Magi enter self-diagnostic mode. Meanwhile, the pilots have to take a shower because they're in decontamination mode. Mm-hmm. They're testing Magi-powered autopilot plugs for the Avas, which would save the pilots a whole lot of time. And a lot of clothing. Yeah. However, uh-huh. everyone does find it um to feel very strange, they say. Yeah, I mean, we're underselling this, but uh, they basically say, uh, get in the get in the Ava's naked, guys. And, of course, Asuka's like, I'm embarrassed. Uh, I don't want to be seen naked. And uh, I think uh, was it Ritsuko says, oh, the cameras are turned off. And then you cut to the camera just staring. And then the and you know it's not blinks on. on. Does it blink on? I, yeah, I, I was it like, turns okay. on. Baby, it means it's charging. Uh. <laughs> Oh, that that's horrible, Chris. <laughs> that's horrible because I believe you've actually said that in real life. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. You don't watch enough porn, Matt. I watched the deuce. Is, that counts. Has anyone ever said that ever? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I just said it right now. Yikes. I've definitely said that before. Well, at least not to me. Anyway. We have some naked teenagers here. Hell yeah. You know, this is what you sign up for this show for, right? To listen to us complain about naked teenagers. We're not at I hate this horse levels yet, so. (laughs) No, we're not. (laughs) Uh, Please tell me there's not a horse in this entire show. There is no horse anywhere in TV of Anglian. There's a horse in Oh, no. Yep, that was what I was dancing around. Oh, no. Oh, my God, there's so many horses in the rebuild. Yeah. Oh, you're right. The light does go on. <laughs> it waits like 10 seconds before, like right before it cuts, the light goes on. <laughs> it's very funny. So, yeah, they're trying to. Oh, wait. So these are two separate things, right? They're testing. They're doing a diagnostic test on the on the Magi. And they're trying to see what it's like when uh, teenagers are naked inside of Ava. Yes, the diagnostic. They're not happening at the same time, though. OK, yeah, it's hard to tell, like when things are happening concurrently or not, because they're, like, when shit breaks loose, they, they're in the plugs still. Yup. And, like, spoil, spoilers for the episode, like, the pilots don't have anything to do. <laughs> but I like at the end, they're just, don't forget, these guys have been naked here for, like, three hours. Yeah, it, it's it's also notable, I don't know if it's notable, but when they show, like, a, uh, like a cross shot of all three pilots sitting in there. Like the only one whose crotch is covered is Shinji's, which I th- think was a weird choice. It's because the penis is evil, Matt. <sighs> and the gun is good. I know. I know. That Blu-ray costs Wait, eighty bucks what? at a good price now. That sucks. Is that a thing people say? Wait, it's from you not from the- no Zardoz. No. You know, oh wait. Oh no. <laughs> You don't know yeah. what Zardoz... Oh, oh. Fletch, Fletch. Can you yeah. educate this man on Zardoz? Dude, it's been like okay. 12 years since I've seen Zardoz. <laughs> yeah, that's... Okay, so you've seen it. Gotcha. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, the light is... The Zardoz gun is good, again. the penis is evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I still have the DVD, but I, I wish I'd known the Blu-ray was going to go out of print. I would have bought it before it jumped in price. Is it worth it, though? Yeah. 80 bucks, like, no. I mean, like, is it what? worth actually watching that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a very good, very weird sci-fi film. 
Because I've seen like clips and like like YouTube reviewers talk about it and show clips from it, and I think I'm pretty good. Zardoz is way ahead of its time, like in terms of uh-huh. the production it can pull off. Also, yeah, yeah. Zardoz is a legit good movie. It's just very goofy. Zardoz is like more in common with it's. It's hard to be a god than not. At any rate. We're so good at progressing through these notes. Uh, this is why we edit. <laughs> oh, yep. We made it. Two small paragraphs. We're here now. They are going over reports in the command center about the infrastructure, and Fuyutsuki and another guy discuss some issues that are being written off as corrosion. There's a lot of problems in the sterilized rooms because Wing B was rushed into uh, construction after the angel started reappearing. So... They're just thinking, all right, we're going to have to sanitize these rooms because we screwed up and kept the clean rooms in less than optimal shape. Yeah. Uh, And then alarms start blaring. Uh, The corrosion near the test site for the autopilot suddenly heats up and just rapidly starts expanding. Uh, They abort the test, start sealing off areas, uh, but Mm -hmm. it is too late. The corruption enters the... uh, simulation bodies there were these uh three like headless bodies hanging on a wall with the wires coming out of them right they were like simulating physical bodies for the ava and then feeding that data into the blood suit don't worry there will be a screenshot of this yes really good yep uh but the uh corruption enters ray's simulation body and the uh body begins reaching for the window and uh maya smashes the glass pulls an emergency lever and just blows off one of its arms you mm-hmm. have one lever for the right arm for one of these three bodies mm-hmm. uh yeah and we realize also that the corrosion starting to eat through the wall and that these, they, they release some robots to shoot it with lasers, and yeah. they find out there's an AT field, so it, it's an angel. The fucking worst mold ever. <laughs> Worse than black mold in your tub. I think uh. Ava, I think angel mold would be worse, yes. AT yeah. Mold. yeah, I can imagine. Who doesn't like black mold in your tub? Like, I have a ceramic Humans? tub. It's really hard and hurts my feet sometimes. I could use a little cushion. <laughs> <laughs> Vine's cast iron. <laughs> it's so heavy, like, we don't even want to... Anyway, uh, the one thing we are sort of glossing over is uh, the Ritsuko's relationship with the Magi, because It comes she's... up later. Well, no, it comes up at the beginning, because, you know, her uh, her number two lady, Maya, is like, oh, you taught me how to work this thing, you're so good at this, and... You know, Ritsuko's like, oh, you, you you did this this process wrong, let me do it, and she does it really fast, and she refers to it as mother, you know, there's a lot of, and she has a conversation with Masato that um, implies that Masato doesn't understand her relationship to the Magi computers, and that's because Ritsuko doesn't talk about it. Like, they lay this stuff in actually very early in the episode. Yeah. Well, when we're trying to move through things, we don't want to bog down in all the details they're going over. No, we got to talk about Zardoz. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't talk about how they said there is a relationship, not what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do some science shit, and they identify that the uh, angel is avoiding the 
oxygenated portions of the um, coolant system, whatever their fucking test fluid is. Uh, so they start pumping that shit in. They uh, the subs switch between oxygen and ozone with an alarming pace. It's too late. The angel evolves and is feeding off the shit they pump in, and it begins hacking nerve. Uh, the angel has completely infected the simulation body, which is still connected to Magi. They try to cut the connection, doesn't work out. The angel fully corrupts one of the Magi's computer, tries to send a self-destruct. The other two, uh, the other two units reject it, and it begins hacking the second one. I think it hacked a Melchior, moves to Balthazar, uh, and then they decide there, yeah. to uh, change the clock speed of the Magi way down and buy themselves a few hours. God, this is a techno babble heavy episode. <laughs> it really is. Well, yes, the fact that we're going through oxygenation and evolution, uh, symbiosis and mitosis into, all right, you need to underclock the Magi, this whole thing. Man, get in, when they underclock the Magi, they won't be able to load the new Gmail. Mm-hmm. So... We are at the point where the angels start turning into slightly more surreal things than just a big guy that explodes, because this is a swarm of nanomachines, and Hell quite yeah. versatile at adaptation. Misato's suggestion is physically destroying the computers, which Ritsuko refuses, and Ritsuko says, why don't we just make it evolve itself to death, which did not work during the time that the salamanders fuck on Star Trek, and it won't work here. The plan is to remove the barrier between the final Magi unit, Casper, the friendly processor, say our notes, and counterhack the angel to upload a self-destruct program into it. The goal is, you get the angel to accept coexisting within the system as its only means of survival, but it also means that we basically have to have Casper and the angel try and counterhack each other over a view screen for the whole episode. Hell yeah. Yep. It's a race. It's a hacking race, is what they explicitly say. Yep. Yep. Oh, and I, I love the, the little bits in here. Uh, this is where Gendo first shows up, also, I believe, in the episode. And prior to that, everyone's saying, hey, should we stop the test? Something's going wrong. And everyone and someone goes, oh, man, Akari, we're never going to hear the end of it from Akari if we do that. Let's just keep going. And like that happens like two or three times in the episode, and then he shows up and does the exact same thing everybody expected of him. Yeah. Gendo is kind of a predictable man a lot of the time, if you know him well enough. Especially as a boss. It's funny how much his ethos of fuck everything except the mission just has penetrated everyone's minds. Like they like they the first thing they go through is, oh, what would what would Commander Akari think? Mm -hmm. so in order to interface with their terminal because of the fact that everything is now slightly um compromised would be the word i want here they raise casper up out of the ground it is about five times larger than most of the rooms in this place and ritsuko crawls inside it the interior has a bunch of post-it notes all over the place with notes from the developer that AKA makes me Ritsuko's so angry mother well, how do you physically comment on code? Okay, but you see a lot of the code scrolling by, right? And I paused it, yeah. and like, 
here's some actual good logical structures, whatever, whatever. But there's zero comments in it. Instead of inline comments, it's all post-it notes all over the computer. Including uh, one where there's a series of notes where it, Ikari, you jerk, has been written on top of the notes. Uh-huh. Which I don't know why. <laughs> so here is a bit of extra series canon. Ritsuko's mother shows up in some of the spinoffs, and she is basically shown to be a narcoleptic. Mm. Which might explain some of the weird nature of all this, is getting things down before you pass out. Okay. Sure. But that also I... doesn't explain why you wouldn't put it in the actual code later. No. Yeah. Fuck you. Like you read a stored procedure. <laughs> Do you tape a million post-it notes to your fucking AWS rack? No. My dude, I just stuck two post-it notes on my monitor and walked out of the office last night. Yes. Your yes, computer has sticky notes inside of it. I do like the computers here, by the way. Just how, like, fucking ridiculously old school they look. Like, this definitely feels like late 80s, early 90s hard sci-fi. Where, like, of course you have a giant supercomputer and it's not, it doesn't look like a fucking iMac. It looks like fucking pipes and shit all over the place. Well, you know why that is, right? No. This is a seventh-generation organic computer designed to be a thinking machine. Oh. Machines learning computers. Yep. The Magi would be banned under the Butlerian Jihad. (laughs) They would! (laughs) I know. Uh, Uh, Also, uh, fucking... Oh, this is in C. We can program ten times faster now. Yep. No one has yeah. ever said that about a C-based language. That's just hilarious to me because my wife does a lot of down-to-the-metal coding for various old systems as a challenge to herself. Like, she did a lot of DS coding that she oh. made sure not to do any tools on. It was just straight up coding code to run in the thing raw. Oh, man, hearing her bitch about some of that, just like, yeah, this gets us closer to the metal. Oh, no, no, no. Honey, you want environment. That's okay, Fletch. JavaScript developers are dumb, too, and now they have fucking WebAssembly. Yeah, well. I I know nothing about computers. Well, that's good. That means you won't uh, have to focus on anything out of this upcoming point, except for the fact that the Magi are powered by a system that implants an individual's personality into the uh, computer itself. The Mm -hmm. same technology that powers the Evangelion units. Yep. The plot sirens happen right here. Ritsuko's mother came up with the tech and, as a result, is in the Magi. You mean she's saying she's in the computer? If you die in the game, you die for real. We cut to the control room, and the angel has fully hacked the second machine. Self-destruction is imminent in 30 seconds, since the angel now has a majority vote. Uh, There's a big countdown. It happens a long time. Uh, With a second to spare, Ritsuko executes her program. The angel pauses, and then just accepts it, and then you see the reverse sweep across the computer monitors with the angel being integrated into the Magi. By the way, uh, part of this hacking involves, uh, like, poking shit into a brain? Yeah, whatever. 
Like, there's an actual brain inside the computer? Yeah. Presumably yeah. her mother's brain? Yeah. 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 Yikes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that uh-huh. means her mother is now even more part cyborg and now part angel as well. Think about that. Hell yeah. Oh, boy. That's going to be a real, real awkward family reunion. No, it's cool. She can watch everything. The cameras don't turn off. Oh, God. So, uh, we do get a shot of the uh, pilot's entry plugs floating on a lake in the geofront. And they're, just a reminder, they're in there naked and been there for hours. They must be really, like, croony by this point, right? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, God, I just tried to imagine full-body pruniness, because they're breathing it in, too. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. All I can think of when you said that is the uh, the Arrested Development bit. Nope, we're looking at balls. I don't know that one, so I'll take your word. Okay. <clears throat> they get they're uh, ready to, like, bomb some Middle Eastern country over, over a photo, and it turns out to be a photo of a ball sack. Gotcha. That's weird. It was mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm. I, I'm just going to presume there's more context I don't have and leave it. Uh, a little bit. So, after all this is happening, you know, all, after all this is done with, uh, Ritsuko and Misato are talking after the fact. Um, Ritsuko is feeling the... She says, like, she's she must be getting old because these all-nighters are really, like, dragging her down, and Masato brings her a cup of coffee. Why didn't you read that verbatim, Matt? Uh, just because I'm feeling wrecked with a K? <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not gonna read that garbage. <laughs> there was a scene at the very beginning where Masato, like, picks up a cup of coffee. It happens to be Ritsuko's old coffee, and it's cold, and it's because she didn't drink it. Uh, there was also a, a really good note there where it just says box with a circle around it. Did, yeah. did you guys catch that? <laughs> I love that. that. I don't know why. Of that too. <laughs> That's a very good random piece of animation. Rizuko says to her, um, her mother once told her that the Magi were based on the three elements of her personality, which was herself as a scientist, as a mother, and as a woman. And how all three of the Magi are, you know, they're very similar, but they're slightly different. And so they conflict with each other. And that is so they basically she programmed in the human dilemma or at least her particular human dilemma into these three computers and in, into the computer system and she also notes that she can't relate to her mother as a mother because she doesn't think she's ever going to have kids she respected her mother as a scientist but hated her as a woman and it was something about that knowledge or at least the idea of like Casper was the the woman side of the three that she figured out how to hack it so quickly. And I, I wish there was more to it than that. It's kind of vague. And obviously, surprise, uh, all of these characters have bad relationships with their parents. Go figure. I mean, that's but, a requirement for the whole of Anglian program. You must have hated one or more of your parents. That's a requirement Apparently. for fucking anime. That's also true. I don't know. Ash's mom is pretty good, right? Sailor Moon has also got very few busted parents. Yeah, I, yeah, I gotta say, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Ikoku and, uh, oh shit, what's the father's name? The father's name does not matter. He has three lines. Yeah, no, they're they're good parents, though. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I wish they kind of delved a little bit more into like, oh, I hated my mother as a woman, but also I understood her as a I just I, I don't know. That's just a little random, but we may have a little more of that later. It's still an interesting point to bring up in the middle of this in the middle of this show. And it, and it gives Ritsuko any type of characterization background, because before that, she just didn't really have a background, right? So she's a company woman. Come at this on a second run and you'll see a lot more of her personality, but you don't know what it is yet to be looking for it. Okay. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I do know that, you know, her fighting against that, uh, but when they were doing the test of, uh, Ava alternative, the one, the nuclear one. Jet alone. Yeah, that guy. You know, she was being very forceful and being, you know, showing a lot more personality than she usually shows. But this is like the first time we've actually gotten any depth out of her. An interesting note for Fletch is the writing with Maya is something I just picked up on this time. Like, her interaction with Ritsuko uh, foreshadows who appears to her later in the movie. Yeah. Interesting. Like, there's a lot of really small character shit. I I just want to comment on... There is an Evangelion gag manga series. It just came to an end. Uh, I don't know if I actually put this on the podcast, but it contained, in the author's notes, one of the single best burns I've ever heard laid by a mangaka, which mm-hmm. is, wow, the Shinji Akari Raising Project ran for over a decade, the longest-running Evangelion project until director Ano sits on his hands for a few more years. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. Savage. Uh. But... I mentioned that because the author is fucking hilarious, and that's why I picked up that entire stupid manga. And one of the things they retell in that series is the events of this episode, except this is a world where there are not angels, there's just a computer virus hacking the magi. So, you would think, oh, we have to counterhack it. No, the thing that eventually saves the day is Gendo Akari, the best worst father ever, hears some kind of a bug, huh? Climbs into the computer room with nothing but, like, a thing of DDT and just starts spraying it everywhere. And somehow this works. <sighs> well, yeah. It, it dies with the computer. Everyone is just amazed. <laughs> They're like, how did you do that? How are you not dead? What the hell just happened? And that's Point just how the story ends. <laughs> There you just go. Fucking cut all the cords and drill all your hard drives. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he mm-hmm. just he just pumps the computer room full of poison with himself in it. <laughs> yup. Gendo Akari, best worst father. So we are now effectively and literally halfway through the television series because that was episode thirteen of twenty six. Hooray! And unfortunately, that means that we are due for the mid-series recap episode, Sele, the Throne of Souls. Hooray? No. Oh. I mean, how much do we want to go into this? Because there's a bare minimum of new stuff, but it is mostly dialogue over old footage. Yes. That's why I only wrote down some uh, other shit. I only wrote down what I thought was noteworthy. Oh, that's fair. I just wanted to, you know, how does anyone have any comments before we dig into the actual new meat? Uh, it absolutely kills me that you stick with the hard, with the, uh, 
the way you pronounce it, given that the characters pronounce it Evangelion. The hard G's yeah, but I'm not listening glitch. to the characters. I'm just reading the subtitles. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking of which, buy and watch Mandy. No. It's good. What, what is that? right here on my desk. I don't know what this is. Nicolas Cage's new movie from the guy who did Beyond the Black Rainbow. Oh. Yeah. I just automatically assumed oh? you were watching some spin-off show from the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. No, no. Mandy is the name of Nick Cage's wife. Okay. He just plays mm. a lumberjack named Red. It's very good. Wait. Okay. <laughs> like, if you actually want to remember, oh yeah, Nicolas Cage can act, go see Mandy. No, Nicolas Cage can definitely act. Some of them are paying for the bills, and sometimes this agent says, Nick, you gotta try this time. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, this is the first time in a while where it's like, yeah, Nick Cage deserves an award for this, as opposed to, oh, I just watched Next. <laughs> what, was the, what was the one with all the weird, where it was like, there's a bunch of weird numbers and shit. It was uh, you are talking about knowing. There you go. That was awful. It was, but I have to give it credit for the ballsy ending. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, you know what? <laughs> My favorite bad Nicolas Cage movie is either Drive Angry or the... Drive Wonder Angry, Man. yeah. What about uh, uh, Ghost Rider 2 is a lot of fun. I haven't seen either of those because I have standards. The first one is terrible. The second one you can have some fun with. Yeah, the second one is by the guys who did Crank, so... Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's very <laughs> much in their style. There's just a question where, like, He's traveling with an orphan and a, and a woman at one point, and the kid just goes, so when you're the Ghost Rider, does it come out as fire? And you just cut to Nick Cage pissing on the side of the road with napalm out his dick. Hell yeah. And it's yeah. just a random cutaway that has no explanation, and that's Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Like I said, worth it. <laughs> it's pretty fun, but it clearly has like a $10 budget. Oh, it clearly, like, and they clearly, like, give just enough of a shit to finish the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they have fun. They have fun. I've watched all the horror movies I want to watch, so now my weekend movies are going to be Moonraker and Ghost Rider 2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want a non-horror movie, I can find you something, but that's for later. Anyhow. Anyway, we're at episode 14. We're talking about angels. Like, all of them. Like, yeah, literally I was, was going to jump ahead past all the recap <laughs> stuff. So when we get to the recap of the final episode, we cut to the me- ominous monolith men of Sele discussing it. They oh, are... N- for the record, first. we get the name of Class Rat. Because it's yes. her voice. But right. They, it's a uh, name Takaru? Yes. Takaru? Uh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> uh... It Good says point, it at though. the top of the subtitles. It says partial note from classmate Hikaru. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they got different um, different characters to talk about each angel, and they picked really random ones. Well, no, they picked all the characters that are in the show, so they don't have to go find someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the only other point of note is that uh, we do get some behind the scenes where Sele was uh, concerned about uh, Unit 01's freak out during the first one, and that they actually completely covered up that there were any victims. Mm -hmm. They also uh, mentioned, we didn't mention this last episode, but 
when the alarms go off because of the corruption or the yeah, whatever. I wrote that down on purpose. I had to rewind like three times for that. Why did no one read that? Yeah. No, like, Gendo says, stop the alarm, tell them it's a false alarm. And that comes back up here where the council is like, hey, we, we saw what happened with the 11th angel. That happened earlier than we expected. And Gendo's like, Gendo goes, that didn't happen. I just caught a new thing. I did not occur to me that every single time Gendo says the committee, it's Sailing. How did you miss that? Right? I don't. Okay. Look, there could be other committees. No, there's like three governmental bodies left on the planet. I shall sit in Godzilla. There's a lot of committees in the government. (laughs) At any rate. One person who's working for the Japanese government, and we know how that goes. It goes fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so anyway, the uh, the evil council of Simon Says is like, fuck you, we know what happened. Gendo's like, I don't know what, no, I'm telling you, they lied to you, that report was bad. And they're like, if you lie to us, we fucking kill you. <laughs> don't lie to us. And we know, we know your specialty is hiding information, so you can't expect us to believe you. And they just kind of let it slide? Do they specifically say Adam? Don't they say uh, you let it into central dogma so close to Adam? Yes, they do say something to that effect. Plot means these guys are not your Japanese government. They know more than they let on. Yeah, that one guy's got the fucking Jordy LaForge visor. Yup. I did cosplay as that guy once because it was a very easy outfit. That's Jordy LaForge? That seems kind of racist. No, the Sele guy. <laughs> All right. So then we get like five minutes of a weird poem from Ray. Here you go. I'm bad at poetry, so I'm going to tell you what it means. Uh, <laughs> she finds that the world, its exact present state, is not worth perse- preserving. It's okay if it changes. She's comforted by Gendo, finds most of humanity unnecessary, and also hates red. Uh, she claims she is the vessel for a soul, and the entry plug is a throne for souls. And she feels the presence of someone, not her, when she is uh, synchronized in Neva. Is that what your sub says on that last bit, by the way, Fletch? I can check it again. I watched these last night before bed. You should check it. I'm very interested in what the other translation says when she says she feels the presence of someone, not her, when she loses herself in Neva. Yeah, let me pull up the platinum translation. That is for sure going to be a point of discussion later. Uh, for what it's worth, the platinum subs uh, just say, I feel someone beyond me when I am in there. Okay. That is distinctly different than what I said. Yeah, there's a reason I've been going with platinum. So Ray is Ray is sitting in Unit 1, Unit 01, excuse me, and they're trying to do a test of pilot switching to see if you can if um, Ray and Shinji can synchronize with each other's Avas and turns out that she Ray can um, pilot 01 as effectively as unit 00 and you know of course when Shinji goes she mentions that it smells like uh, it smells like Shinji I, because I guess they never changed the LCL fluid I, I have no idea um <laughs> she doesn't call Shinji Akari. She calls Shinji Shinji. She thinks it smells like Gendo. 
Okay, so she she said it smells like Ikari. Okay, it's but they doesn't. Hold on, do they? Does she? Ah, you know, it's a little confusing because like they do like a, a roll call during her speech, and I forget. I think she calls Shinji Ikari as well. She calls Gendo Commander Ikari. Oh, yeah. Right. So that's why I thought you know, and the the whole idea is when Shinji is in her Eva. She's like, he's like, it smells like Ray. And of course, that means Asuka needs to call him a pervert because that's <laughs> how she thinks about that. Um, at, at any rate, so it turns out that Shinji can pilot Unit 00, but not as well, but well enough that they can. They, they have a plan called the dummy system, and I have no idea what that means other than Maya seems to have a problem with it for some reason. So apparently there's going to be some pilot switching at some point, but in the uh, middle of this test, Shinji starts to ha- feel like he's getting invaded by the Ava into his brain, and he starts seeing flashes of Ray, or more like not her memories, but his memories of her. It's worth noting that they explicitly like lower the entry plug depth a little, like the entry plug going deeper into the unit. Yeah. And it definitely starts freaking him out. And there's also that really creepy uh, shot of Ray with her eyes open, just shooting towards the camera. <laughs> That's definitely new footage. That effect is very good. Get used to that effect. <laughs> oh, God. I was just like, I, I was waiting for a, a music sting to be like, make me jump. And it didn't happen, but it was still creepy. No, if they're going to make you jump, they're going to make you jump with their words, not their deeds. Good to know. Uh, At any rate, Maya claim Maya claims that uh, mental contamination, uh, there is mental contamination happening in Shinji, and it's coming from the Ava. Sick animation reuse happens. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, this <laughs> is just the like enti- they reuse the entirety of Unit Zero freaking out during the first test. Oh yeah, and then just swap out who's standing where in the control room. You know what? I did not catch it was shot for shot. Yeah, it's like 40 seconds of it. Okay, yes. So the Ava freaks out, starts punching the window. Um, Ray just kind of stands there expecting to die. I think, yeah, before it was Ritsuko, right? Uh, Like the first time this happened? Gendo and Ritsuko. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ritsuko claims that... Where Ray is, and Ritsuko was telling him to get away like uh, Mm -hmm. Masato did to Ray. It's an identical situation. Gotcha. And in this case, uh, Ritsuko says it's it was trying to attack me, I'm pretty certain, which I'm sure is important later. Shinji wakes up in the hospital and once again gripes about, oh, this ceiling. Asuka is awake, saying that no one will tell her anything about what happened to Rei. And we Not what again... happened to her. Anything about who she is or where she came from. Really, I'd have to rewatch that scene. I remember it being, that was how she phased it, but... Anyway, Fuyutsuki and Gendo are playing Shogi, which is a whole bit of symbolism that I'm not going to go into because I don't play Shogi, but let's just say that weeb chess, if you need a shorthand for it. Go. Got it. Gendo claiming he has all the trump cards. They don't have anything on him. Meanwhile, Fuyutsuki, the more cautious survivor of prior attacks on humanity, goes, 
Uh, maybe don't provoke them this close to the end game, you idiot. They can still cause problems for us. I think it might mm-hmm. be that it's too early in the game, right? They they're not a hundred percent yet because we know there's stuff they don't have right now. Yeah, I mean, Gendo explicitly says that the plan is not two percent behind schedule, or not more than two percent. So With I don't know if that matters. Project. That's a different yeah. thing. Okay, it's it's there's so many things. <laughs> they were talking about the their plan for human instru- instrumentality, which is different than Sele's. Which is why I specifically wrote down that they said, Gendo, it's not necessary for you to have your own script. Mm-hmm. Which is why they mm. were upset about the invasion, because that was too early of an invasion for their plan. Right. So, Sele and Gendo, working towards the same thing, but with different end goals for how they utilize it and how they get there. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Luckily, the Atom Project is going according to plan, and Ray has done it. We see Ray in Unit 00 walking down a dark hall carrying a massive lance. That they call the Lance of Longinus, which, yep. if you've listened to Apocrypals like all the hosts here, or are you know. An idiot. <laughs> yeah, that one's been in pop culture a lot. You can see That's it. That's true. In, it's uh, true. The Spirit of Destiny and all that. Yeah, Constantine. That you know what? I don't know why people shit on that movie so much. I thought it was fine. I actually movie. think it's quite good. Apparently people hate it. I guess if you read the comics you'd hate it. I don't know. It is a very weak adaptation of Dangerous Habits. Either way, that is it for our episodes this week. Does anyone have anything else to go over? Yeah, come on, Matt. What'd you think? Oh, well, I mean last episode it, it was fine i mean I, I i mean i think you could cut it and not lose a whole lot except maybe a little bit of characterization for ritsuko but you probably could have put that somewhere else i think you I lose a whole lot because you think? That if i mean the one thing i would say is that it definitely shows it's continuing like the whole path of the show is that more and more parts of nerve and like you know the systems and the whatever that they've got keep getting corrupted and keep getting destroyed and keep getting undermined to the point where there's going to be nothing left. Like they almost lost the Magi, which would have been like catastrophic, right? We just keep, you just keep seeing the angels chip away, chip away, chip away. And then also focus their target more directly on their enemy, which is nerve. And I mean, I guess, I don't know. Like it, I don't feel super strongly about that previous one. It's got some cool, a couple of cool moments, but it is a lot of watching, uh, watching people watch screens. Uh, this episode, uh, 14, I mean, the first half of it is obviously not that interesting. Because <laughs> there's not much to say. It's all old footage. This new stuff is more confusing than it is meaningful. So I, I, I don't know how to judge it just yet, because I don't know where it's heading. So here's where I'm going to say. With 13, if you knew what to be looking for... At 13 gives you the last bits of information to basically put the entire backplot together. Uh-huh. And then it's just watching to see where it's going. Okay. Is that correct? I think you have all the information you need to put everything together. You can... I would say you have about 90%. There's definitely one thing you'd have to blind leap at. Mm, what thing is that? 
Did I take my headphones off? I'm trying to think of if we've seen details related to one twist that would give it away. Adam. Mm, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yes. You're talking I about don't think dude? you can do it that yet. Are you talking about dude? No. I'm talking about what goes with Adam. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I don't know I that you could intuit that. You kind of get a little bit of that from the poem. I suppose. But, I mean, there's a certain level if you if you don't see it. I mean, like, I have no idea where this is going to go. Like, and I've been paying very close attention to all and making sure all the things you've told me. I still don't know what, what they're going to do with all this. Matt is so wild. Let's play a game. You uh-huh. are halfway through the series. What do you think the back half is going to focus on? I mean, I, I mean, clearly, I, the thing is, like, what I think it's going to be is colored by what people have told me about where it goes, which we'll is use that. Let's let's play with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said like Asuka is going to get completely torn down, and she's going to get completely destroyed as mm-hmm. a as a human being. And I, I imagine Shinji's going to at least have a similar collapse, which is, I mean, that was his personality, right? Like his setup is, I am this person with. You know, a lot of daddy issues, a lot of you know insecurity, and and having a lot of expectations put on him, and he's starting to thrive, which means that needs to go in the opposite direction. <laughs> and you know, I just don't, I I don't know. Like, it's really hard to say what they're going to do with these characters, other than probably show, really show what Gendo's hand is, like, and not in the sense of like what he's going to do to try to save humanity. But, like, what is it that's actually driving him to do things because he's a brick wall all the time? What do you think the plot is, Matt? Like, take out the character stuff. What do you think the plot's going to be? Um, there's going to be a catastrophic angel attack, and then mostly society's going to be wiped down. They're going to have to start over. Right? It's going to be like an apocalyptic-style event. It's not wrong. I mean, it, that, but that's so broad. Like, that can mean a lot of things. You are partially right in a very specific way and then wrong in a way that makes it completely flip. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, you know, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I just I, I have no idea, honestly. And like, and I'm trying and I've ha- like the reputation of this show is like been so big. Like people talk about this show and, you know. All the time about how how much of a mindfuck it is, how important it was, how it, you know, how subversive it was, that I'm sort of like, I'm game for anything, but I also don't know what to expect. That's reasonable. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see how fucked up it gets. We will. Join us next time, folks, in two weeks when we come back for episode 15, Lie in Silence, and episode 16, Splitting of the Breast. I oh, have yeah. been Fletcher. What? <laughs> I was just doing an outro. Why? <laughs> because we didn't have one before. <laughs> so it's fine. Goodbye. <sighs> All right. I've still been <laughs> Fletcher. I already stopped recording. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I said that and now I'm stopping recording. All right. Good night, folks.